Have you ever thought about what goes into designing a Taco Bell restaurant? What makes for the best customer experience? How do we keep up with the newest digital trends? What works best for team members? Today, we will be diving deep into all of those questions and more. Here at Taco Bell, our creativity and innovation extends far beyond just our food. It's rooted in everything we do, including growing our brand footprint and building restaurants of the future. Today, I'm so excited to have Chuck Gladney, Head of Global Design and Architecture at Taco Bell, to discuss what's next for Taco Bell's development. Chuck will tell us all about how he incorporates the newest technology into his designs, dive deeper into the various restaurant models we have, and explain how he's creating elevated experience for our fans and team members. Chuck, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's pretty exciting. I mean, you joined here a couple years ago, right? About a year and three months now. We've got a lot to talk about today, but before we get there, why don't you share a little bit about how you got here. I read your resume. You got a lot of education in, in design and architecture. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to Taco Bell. Sure, yeah. Um, I started my design career really uh, in hospitality designs. I worked for a really great uh, firm that we, we specialize in hotels and, and really beautiful experiences all around the world. And um, probably around 2009, I got into corporate retail and, and retail design. And that was amazing because it went from building hotels that took years to conceive to things that took weeks or if not months. So the speed in which we moved in retail was so much faster. So I spent um, probably about 12 years working in retail and then around 2018 um, we were looking for a change. My wife and I, we just had a, had a, had a child and our second, our second child and um, we were looking, we lived in LA at the time in the Hollywood Hills and we were thinking is there life outside of LA and I happened to get an offer from CVS Health to go help them um, transform into a healthcare company. So we jumped on it. We moved to New England out of the blue from the Hollywood Hills, a place we had never been, and started an adventure there. And that's where I was during the pandemic, which was great. Um, and also when Taco Bell reached out, we were sitting in a tiny little space in the middle of Rhode Island, which was pretty amazing. But, um, but yeah, it was a great experience. And when you moved back here, when we, um, we offered you the job, where did you move? We moved to San Diego. I was born born in San Diego, but it moved to Carlsbad, yes. La Costa area of Carlsbad, uh, which we absolutely love it. It is amazing. I'm so happy to be well, back. Well, the reason I bring it up, and Chuck knows this, is because I live pretty darn close to Chuck in Carlsbad. So um, everyone that we hire, I try to convince they should go to Carlsbad, yes. and Chuck is the only person I've been able to convince. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Chuck, but anyway, we're neighbors. So. Yes. Hey, you work for some really cool brands, and now you're in fast food, QSR, uh, probably it's more similar to your retail than when you were building uh, hotels, but what inspiration did, did you think that you've brought that can help us? Yeah, I think I think I was lucky enough when I when I joined the retail world certain back in 2009, shortly after the iPhone was invented, and I think there was a real shift in retail at that point where you had all these mono brands that were really trying to become vertical retailers and they were really just stepping into the world where they're building their own branded stores. And there was an explosion in the 2010s where you had these great brands that were creating their brand identity in the physical space and leaning heavily into that experiential design, obviously with what you were doing in Adidas. And, and so that mindset and that shift around design, I think has permeated all through the culture. If you look at today, 
retail stores are so much better than they were 10 years ago, hotels, restaurants, everything. So I think the mind, the mindset of the consumer is elevated and their expectations are so much higher. So I think coming from that world where experience and connection to the brand and the physical store is so important and bringing that to Taco Bell is, um, is kind of re really where I see that connection. And I think that's really important. So talk a little bit about the importance of the design of a store or restaurant and what that means to the brand. Because yeah. I think you bringing up these these brands going vertical, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I think our, our role, um, my team's role, is really to bring that brand to life in the physical space and, 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 and utilize a, all that brand identity and the brand icon iconography to bring that connection to the consumer in the physical space. And, um, and, and I th again, I think those expectations for consumers today, they're so much more savvy that they want to have those conversations and that in those touch points in the in when they step into a restaurant or or, or into a retail space. And um, so I think that that's really that's it's it's really um, those connections that we need to make sure that we maintain because I think that expectations of the consumers have evolved so much. Yeah, I I really think that is a key point for everyone listening is. Retail stores used to be about transactions mm -hmm. and just ease in and ease out. Yeah. And now it's about what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Yeah. What do you feel like after you leave that facility, yeah. right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of the stores in the, in the retailers in the mall now, they have scents when you walk into the front door, and right? So it's really elevated over the past 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we go on, just walk us through a little bit of what are the big buckets that you guys are responsible for? So we, we have a team that... that their job is really to work with the franchisees and um, and then internal teams to create almost new concepts and con and stay stay ahead of, of of everything that we do, whether it's it's digital innovation or store innovation, both domestically and and internationally. And so, I think when we get in new ideas, new requests, new 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 project it goes through our concept team, and then either it goes to our international team to bring to life on the international side or goes to our domestic team, which, which brings, those to, brings those projects to life through, the, through those avenues. And then we have um, our brand standards teams that take those ideas, implements those into a way that can become standardized and it goes out to the system. And then we have a brand design team that works with our domestic franchisees and our in-house partners to literally build those stores and ensure that our brand standards are being met and the pipelines being met so that we, you know, we open up our, our net new units every year. The importance and the power of what your team does really will define what the brand looks like, feels like, and the impact it has on consumers for years to come. That's right, yeah. I mean, our assets live for 25 years. It's mind-boggling when you think about it. Right. Think about the retail days, the idea that you would design an asset in retail that had to say brand right, culturally relevant for 25 years. That's a, that's a tough ask. That's a, that's a really tough ask. So, okay, let's, let's transition to the one thing that's changed dramatically in the world is the role of digital. Yes. And restaurants today really have to be digitally relevant. So talk a little bit about how you look at technology and digital and the impact that's having on design. Sure. Yeah, I, th I think what we need to do um, from the architecture side, from the physical asset side, given the fact that they live for such a long time, is we have to be flexible in our mindset as we're designing spaces to, to meet folks on their digital journey, especially working with the international um, teams, you realize around the globe, we have so many different 
folks on so many different digital journeys that there is no one answer to how to solve this. And so as long as we start looking at the restaurant, that physical space, as a way where the folks on their digital journey are colliding with that physical space and we're making it easier for all those folks on the digital journeys to interact with our store, that's really paramount in our ideas. Like, like how do we ensure that a person using our digital assets um, can pick and choose how they want to interact with us and making sure we're designing the right assets to allow those journeys to come to life and connect and literally open up the store for new avenues of connection and connecting points for, uh, for folks on those digital journeys. Yeah, and you, when you think about a restaurant now, you really have three things that you're designing for. One is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Another is the experience of the customer. Mm -hmm. And maybe as important is the efficiency and the workspace for the team members. Yes. Yes. Talk a little bit about the technology and how you implement it or integrate it and how you design, yeah. because there's some complexity in those three things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we think in terms of, of three different journeys. It's, it's the consumer journey, and that's multiple, it's super varied, right? It, and then the digital delivery drivers, the aggregators, their journey. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're, we're, that we're meeting them on their journey and ensuring that there's a best in class experience for, for them. And that's different around the globe. That comes to life different even in the United States between suburban and urban. How do we ensure that we're meeting them? But most importantly, make sure that we are thinking about the team members. There's nothing that we do from a design point of view that doesn't think about the team members. I worked in restaurants growing up. I worked in bars growing up. And I think that I've been in restaurants and bars that were designed poorly, but also that were designed really well. And so I love to take that experience and make sure that whatever we're going to do is easy to operate from the team members. Because even in retail, we know that if it's not easy to, to use, it's going to fail right. from that point of view. Right. We've just celebrated our 60th year. And about every decade, we, we do a little remodel or upgrade or refresh. How do you really create some consistency from formats that existed 30 years ago to formats today? What, what, what goes into all that? So that's a real challenge, and we're working on that, that right now. Um, in, in the United States, we have assets that are in all different um, building types, all different age types, all different, you know, they've been touched in different time frames. So we're, we're actively working on a project to, to figure out how can we create more consistency in that physical space with the assets that exist today? And what can we do going forward to ensure that we have a more consistent, you know, branded experience and allowing for, um, well, the other exciting part is allowing for the evolution of the brand that's continuing to happen going forward. And how do we make sure that we're connecting to the brand that exists today? Yeah. Because the brand is almost on a different timeline than the assets are. Right. And so we need to make sure that we're, we're connecting those yeah. dots. We were blessed that you joined us at just about the right time to help us develop the Defy restaurant in Minneapolis by the Angler Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I know most people that are listening probably know something about it. But talk, we'll get to how it came to be, but let's just talk first about what is that restaurant? It's called Defy. Yes. It's in Minneapolis. Yes. Um, and talk a little bit about it, because you guys can't see this, but Chuck's got a big <laughs> smile on his face because it is definitely something unique and special. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fairly jaded person, L.A. jaded. I've seen a lot of amazing things around the world, and sometimes you're disappointed by what you see. But when I, when I went there, my expectations were through the roof, and it did not disappoint. Yeah. It is an amazing, it's, I, I think I'm confident saying, I think it is the best 
retail experience I've ever seen. Not just in any space. In any space. Yeah. That can the 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 futuristic design, the connection, and the ease of use for the consumer is it's it's really it's bananas. When you drive up and you see the looks on the faces of the consumers, and even my face, I'm sure I was smiling too. When you're driving up, you you check in, and then you go and you get your food. It is so futuristic, and and it works so well. It's it's really an amazing it's an amazing feat. And the kitchen is actually up top, yes. and the food comes down in a vacuum sealed tube. Yes. And it's just like you're, you're really in, in, in the future. I yes. mean, way out in the future. Yeah. If you think about it, um, really that holy grail for me is, is taking that kitchen and elevating it, getting it off the ground, opens up so many avenues for us going forward. But having that kitchen and allowing you know, those, those tubes to bring the foods down to consumers, oh my gosh. It just opens up a whole new avenue of develop, development for us, opens up a, a, a world of the, a possibility that doesn't exist today. And it's almost, you know, in my mind, it's a leapfrog. It's a leapfrog technology. It's like yeah. the iPhone in my mind. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it opens a door. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the work that the three different groups, because really there was Mike Stroman, mm -hmm. uh, there was the Angler Brothers, and there was us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and us means not only design, yes. but the food people and the marketing, because it, it, it was quite a collaboration feat to yes. actually get it done and off the ground. Yeah, I think what that may be the most amazing part, I've been, I'm sure you've been, the, the, been there before too, we've had so many blue sky moments in my career where you think what if, right? and. We've had so many ideas like this. Not that we've thought of Defy, but there's so many ideas that you're in a room and you say, what if? But you know all the constraints of not getting it done and where we, why we can't do this or that. So this is almost an idea that had to come from a franchisee, yeah. had to start there. You know, if it wasn't, if the, if, if the Angler Brothers hadn't brought this to us, I'm not sure it would have worked. But then at the same time, they needed us to partner with them. And so I think that partnership that allowed that amazing restaurant, because again, it's amazing, amazing feat to come together. That's, that's, really, that's really the key. And I just want to say, Chuck, I was there just a few weeks ago, and, when, and I, the same as you, I had these expectations that it was going to be, and it was bigger than the expectations. Yes. I mean, it was just, it, it was really, if you don't know anything about it, just Google Defy Restaurant in Minneapolis, and just you'll see pictures and videos, and it's, it's really amazing. It but what it's really amazing, what it tells me, Chuck, is that when you kind of take the handcuffs off or yes. whatever you want to, and you really let your mind go, it, yes. it's, it's endless what we can create, That's isn't right. it? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think, because we, again, I, I, said, I said it before, but, but we have these blue sky moments where we're asked to th dream up things, but there's not a lot of opportunities in any of our careers where, where those dreams are realized. Yeah. And these are dreams that were realized. Yeah. This is not just an add-on moment. This is, a new, this is a new moment. One of the powerful things about the Taco Bell brand is our ability to stretch that brand to meet so many different consumer groups. Yes. And the standard Taco Bell, which we probably have 7,000 of them, are basic boxes really focusing on drive-through, now becoming really led by technology and the app. But there's also these cantinas, and they've been around now for half a dozen years or so. There's a few franchisees who have really led the way. Uh, one of the big differences, they serve alcohol. Mm -hmm. But what I really want you to talk about is a little bit, what is a cantina, but then your ability as a designer with the local culture, and I think there's a few, Vegas, Danville, Northern California, that really integrate 
the the brand of Taco Bell, but the local community. So yes. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, that was almost a differentiator when 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 Taco Bell reached out to, to me and when you know. I was aware of some of the cantinas, but the idea that you could mix in all the innovation that's that, that's in the QR space, because it is, it's a very innovative space, especially from outside retail looking in, but then to bring in this opportunity with cantinas to really plus up and create much more um, intimate touch points for the consumers was really obviously very exciting. But adding in that localization, that's really important. I think, you know, to, to your point, you know, having the Nashville Cantina with a stage that plays live music, live local music. Yeah. You know, having the even even the cantina in Times Square connecting with the historic building around it. We're working on something new. We're working on a new cantina with the Cox Group in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard, uh -huh. um, where we connected into this kind of glamorous Hollywood world that may or may not have ever existed, but we think existed, you know, back in history. And I think being able to create those localization touch points is such a, a, a great opportunity for us. And Chuck, if you, if you go to the, the cantina in Danville, Northern yes. California, it reminds you of a local bar in Friends, Yes. right? Yes. And then if you go to the one in Vegas, yes. it blows your mind. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's one of the coolest things that I've seen since I've been here is this localization of Taco Bell, which very few brands can do. No, no. And I think this is it's, it's great for the brand. It's almost every conversation I have with folks outside the brand is about our cantinas because yeah. there is that connection that we are having and that conversation we're having with a consumer that, that generally doesn't exist in this world. So it's, it's awesome. Next topic is for many, many years. Taco Bell primarily was a U.S. brand. Yes. Most of our restaurants were here in the U.S. Just in the last couple of years have we really started to expand outside the U.S. We'll probably end up with 1,000 restaurants this year, mm -hmm. and now we're really starting to gain some momentum on opening restaurants. The international team's done an amazing job. Talk a little bit about the challenge of going to Malaysia mm -hmm. and China and Spain and Brazil yeah. and being localized yet you know, taking this Mexican-inspired California brand to the world. Yeah, that's it's it's it. That's been a great fun, and 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 one of the main reasons I wanted to come to Taco Bell because you have this unique opportunity where you're introducing not a not just a brand, but in many many ways a new food or a new a new item to consumers like in, that they have never seen before. India, for example, Malaysia, exactly right. And how do we continue to maintain that consistent brand? branding and brand relevance in a new world but still connect with that consumer on on that local local space and that's what's really exciting i think i think we're, we're having different conversations with different people in different countries while maintaining that brand consistency and that's a, a nuance that i think it's, it's it's very important and um and it's a really fun opportunity. Well, as a designer and an architect, I would imagine going from CVS, which was a box, yes. which had standardized aisles, That's and right. everything goes in the same spot yes. in every restaurant. Now you're designing restaurants in all over the world, right, yeah. which, you know, there's got to be some common thread, yes. but a lot of it can just be creative ideas. Yeah, and I think what's really important is if you if you look at Spain or India or, or Australia, you have these great franchisees that we partner with in many cases it might own the whole country and the whole territory right. so you can evolve a brand in a way that you may not typically be able to do at least a territory you may not be able to do in other places like, you know the, the Burman group they own you know the whole right. all of India 
and they know everything about that country. They know all the cultural differences between all the different cities, what may work in Bangalore, may not work, you know, in, in Delhi. And, and, and so having partners like that that help us along the way to, to ensure that we're having the right conversation in each area, that's really important. And, and I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of, of maintaining those, those partnerships. In the last 10 years, mm -hmm. retail has gone from the world saying there won't be physical boxes anymore because everyone's going to order everything online yes. to, oh, my God, we need retail boxes more than ever before yeah. because blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think the future of brick-and-mortar retail? And this isn't just about Taco Bell. This is just about, in general, where do you think retail goes? There's a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but the death of retail has is, is been said many times, right. you know, in the 50s, 60s. They've all, there's always been a reason that retail is going to die. I think we've created a world where, where retail is, is, is where we connect almost. It's almost like the, the parks in a way. I hate to say that, but um, I think it's, it's those physical spaces are almost a requirement for a brand to connect with the consumer. And I think we saw that in the pandemic, like, I know I couldn't wait to get back into stores, yeah. although I, I, I love how many brands and in, in stores figured a way to pivot during the pandemic, but I couldn't wait to get back into Target or, or... But I think, and that's the exciting thing about the world we live in, is that we all crave to be around other people, yep. to be in a community, and really retail, whatever retail it is, is really that gathering point. So I'm with you. I, yeah. I, it may morph into things and different uses and reasons, yes. but retail is here to stay. Yeah, I think flexibility is a key from our point of view because we don't know really. Yeah. You know, and we're working on ideas, and this may sound crazy, but can, can we design a restaurant that may not have a dining room, but we could, through the design, we could flex into a dining room when, when people come back, or, or vice versa, we wanna start playing around with modularity in, in spaces that are, um, if you think about the box, can it be flexible and not just be a box that you're stuck with for the next 25 years? That was going to be my last question to you, <laughs> which is, what do you think the future of Taco Bell restaurants look like or could be? And it's not look like, let me take that back. What could be the elements of it? And I think you just answered part of it. Well, I think we need to, as we go forward, recognize that the evolution of the brand and the branding and the conversation that the brand's having with consumers now is happening at a speed that's faster than our restaurants typically operate in. So, so what we're actively thinking about is how do we make sure that we connect with the brand in a way that, 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 that allows us to have an ongoing conversation, almost so when you step in the restaurant, you step into the brand, where um, sometimes there might be a disconnect with the brand today, but if we can design an asset where we can lean into that branding in, in maybe not in a second by second way, but maybe minute or minute or hour by hour. But we need to make sure that there, that connection is there um, going forward. One of the most important things for Taco Bell or any business is that we continue to grow. And so let me tell you the pressure that I'm now putting on you <laughs> on national podcasts, sure. which is if you create the new sexy restaurant, yes. all of the franchisees are going to want to build that baby. That's right. So keep going, Chuck and team. Yes. yes but thank hey, you. thank you so much for being here today. Uh, there is one last question, which is we ask every guest, what's your favorite go-to Taco Bell item? Okay. Well, I'll probably go order it right now too. It's, it's, it's the bean and cheese. I substitute black beans and then I do some weird things. I take out the sauce, take out the onions and I add lettuce. And that's what I go to. 
That's why you look so thin and healthy. <laughs> anyway, Chuck, thank you so much for being here. What you're doing is fascinating. It's so needed. And I know the franchisees are so excited uh, that you're part of the company and you're making a big difference. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in today. Go to wherever you go to to uh, listen to this and anything else you want to hear from Taco Bell. And uh, have a great uh, next few weeks. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in.